Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton and today we are talking about... Endgame, Flight of the Butterflies, Future Worm from Disney XD, Gibby, and Secret Life of Pets. So right now we are speaking with the adorable 11-and-a-half-year-old Morgan from L.A. about Endgame. So, Morgan, can you please tell us a little bit about what you first felt for this film? This film actually was really quite good. I actually really liked it and the way that I explained the story. And I really like the fact that it's about chess because... It's a game that is so complex and difficult, and yet so simple, that it just is like a great game for the mind. And that's what I really like about this movie and this film. Yeah, I I wanted to try to play chess because I was really good at checkers, so I was like, okay, well, play chess and checkers because they're often said and spoken about with each other. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try to learn chess. And I tried and I was like, nope, I can't do this. So I have deep respect for all those people that can play chess and not only play chess, but play chess very successfully. So this film stars Rick Rodriguez from Modern Family, and he's absolutely hilarious on that film. So how is having him in this film? Um, It was actually really amazing because this is actually like I'd say a dramedy, because it has a lot of drama in it, but it has, like, a bit of comedy as well. And I really like the fact that he was able to come to a drama, and his acting was quite good, actually. And he portrayed this character very well. Speaking about the acting, this film is based off true events. As I find, a lot of of chess and sports-related films are about true events and based off true events and things like that. So how did you like the acting and the plot line and, and all the things that make a story a story since it was based on true events? I really like the fact that it's really, it's real. And I think that it's amazing how they're able to do such great portraying of these characters. And they're actually not even really characters. Like it feels like you go back into a history book, but it's like usually it's history that hasn't really been told in history books or much like that because it's about sports and that's what I really like about that is that it's kind of like you're transported back into the past and it's like you learn something very new and that's what I really like about when they do these films and knowing that there's so many chess players and so many sports stars that you can make endless films that portray real characters in sports. And do you play chess Morgan? As a matter of fact I do. Did you get a better sense of the game chess, or, or do you think that the only way that you can truly enjoy this film is by playing chess? Well, I'd have to say that you do have to know like the basics of chess if you really want to understand this film, because even though it is about chess, it really doesn't it really doesn't really tell you what the pieces do or anything, because Rico Rodriguez has played chess for five years, so he actually, like, doesn't really have to tell about the pieces or anything, so you don't really really learn that much about chess. 
Interesting, because I've seen, not seen films, but I've heard a lot of films, and I think seen one film about chess that they really expand on the game. I mean, the, the game and the people, but really a lot of the game, and they say a lot of how chess is played and different things about it and what goes where and, and this can't be done and that can't be done yeah. that can't be done in the rules. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes it's mainly it's mainly about the strategies of how to win and it's more about the characters and what's going on in their lives. Because there's a lot of drama and basically he's dealing with the tough times, Jose uh who is Rico Rodriguez and he's going through a very tough time in his life. So chess is like his escape. But it's mainly about what's going on with the characters more than it is about chess. Mm-hmm. And you referred earlier as chess as a sport. I know some people that would agree with you and, want, and some people that wouldn't agree with you. But anyway, um, do you think that since this film is based around chess that it's a bit boring than other sports films? Not really, because it has the same intensity and it really does just make sense, to tell you the truth. And it doesn't feel boring or anything. Like, there was never a point where I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. And chess, I think, should actually be considered in a sport because I'm going to use dance as one of them because people don't really think dance is a sport. But chess and dancing both have to have strategy. Like, you have to know where your footwork goes or you have to know where to put all the pieces in order to win. Just like you would as if you were playing football, which is considered a sport of where to throw the ball and everything. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's good to look at it in that sense because some people are just like, oh, well, if you're not actively moving, then it's not a sport. I'm just like, that's not actually true, but whatevs. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction on the Voice America Kids Network, and today we are talking about Endgame. Flight of the Butterflies, Future Worm from Disney XD, Gibby, and Secret Life of Pets. So right now, let's continue speaking with Morgan about Endgame. We were just talking about how, since this film is chess, that maybe it was a little bit boring, but to Morgan, it is not. So this film is, it seems like a documentary, a little bit like a documentary slash biography, that type of thing. Did you get that feel from this film? Um, I actually kind of did. And I really can see that, and that's really amazing. I really like when people do that because then it's just amazing how you learn about people and what's going on in their lives. And may I add just a little fun fact that there is actually about 3,200,000 possible chess moves in just one game of chess. Now, how cool is that? Because there's like so many different pieces in everything, and if you can make that many moves in just one game, now, that's a lot, and that costs a lot of strategy as well. And it's very interesting hearing that fact because it's like, how did you figure that out? Like, how did someone figure out that there are that many chess possibilities? Because they ha- I know they had to go through all of those different possibilities to get that number. So just seeing someone sitting there and trying to do chess for that long, trying to figure out everything, is kind of insane. Yeah, uh, I watched a movie once, and it... Basically, this guy was teaching that computer how to do that, and he said that, and then I looked it up, and I was like, wow, that's true, and that's simply amazing. <laughs> what I like about this is that it's also a true story about this person, because that's why you get that feel, is that it's a true story about real people and real events. And at the end of the movie, they have uh, what happened to Texas and the school and what happened after this kid won so many chess tournaments and how they won so many after, and how, I think it was seven straight years in a row, they won chess tournaments, which is amazing. 
Yeah, now, this film, as we said before, is based off true events. And some films that are based off true events, I'm like, nah, that could never happen. And that the storyline is very absurd to think about even being true. Do you see this film actually being true? Like, are you buying the whole, oh, it's based off true events? Yes. Yes, I am. And you don't really have to buy it because it is true. So that's one of the great things about this. And what I liked about this is afterwards it did tell you what happened to everybody. And uh, what happened to uh, Jose was he got great success and went to one of the best colleges actually there possibly could be. And this is amazing how like just because of one, uh, one chess tournament and many to come, you can be able to get to college and everything. And that's really amazing, really. Yeah. How many stars do you give this film? I would have to give this film four and a half stars because the acting in this was quite um, amazing, as well as the portrayal of realistic characters and their true story, and that's really cool. Well, you said four and a half. Why not that extra .5 stars? Because I, I have to say that it was like a bit, I don't know really, it was missing a little something. And compared to other movies that I've seen, it wasn't as good as them. I understand. I know that, but uh, it needed more chess. Because you kind of do have to know the basics about chess in order to realize and understand this. And if you don't really know about chess that much, then you'll kind of get lost in the story. Yeah, and to bring this film to as many people as possible and to open their open their range of people that they want to see, I, I think it would, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It should have a little bit more trust so that people who don't know anything about it, like myself, um, would be able to enjoy and understand the entirety of this film. Yes, because that is very important. I have to say that my favorite character is probably Jose because he was really good. I really liked the way that he was able to show his emotions through his eyes, and it was, like, really sad and everything, and you could tell that he's going through a rough time. Yeah, I, I, I love him in Modern Family and in various other things, and to see him in an, a little bit more of an emotional role is, is very surprising, and it seems like, to you, he did a great job. The, also, the other stars in this, like, Ivany Cole, who plays Abuelita, in case anybody was wondering, that means a uh, grandmother in Spanish. And his mother uh, both did an amazing job. And I really liked their acting, and they were simply fantastic. And I really do like it. Well, I'm glad you like the acting. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Endgame. Well, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's available on DVD and Blu-ray, guys, so please check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our kids' first film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm brianna hope Beaton, and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished speaking to morgan about endgame and now we are talking about flight of the butterflies and then Future Worm from Disney XD, later on Gibby, and Secret Life of Pets. So right now we're speaking again with the adorable 11-and-a-half-year-old Morgan from L.A. about Flight of the Butterfly. So Morgan, we talked a little bit about this, not you and I, but I talked about it a little bit last week and the week before that. So can you give me your take on what you thought about this film? I really like this film because it's documentary, and it's amazing really how they were able to show an amazing job of portraying the butterflies and that's the fact that they use real butterflies and how they might migrate all the way from the Great Lakes to Texas with many stops in between and they go all the way even to Canada really and all the way to Mexico to make this amazing journey that takes almost three generations of butterflies to make it across this almost across America really and that's just simply amazing how they were able to do this. And that such tiny creatures can be able to make this amazing journey that is so epic is just really fantastic. So butterflies, if you are listening, you should give yourself a wing on the back for doing what you can do. <laughs> I I to tell you the truth, I absolutely love butterflies. I've loved them since I was teeny teeny tiny in TNC. I loved how they look and they're beautiful and how they fly and everything. But as I reign my obsessive <laughs> about butterflies, uh this it sounds like a documentary as as you're saying. And then when I look at the plot line, it looks a little bit like an actual plot line to a regular film. So does this film mix butterflies and actual human beings or is it just about butterflies or is it just about the human beings um telling the truth it's actually about both because it tells you the story behind uh about a scientist who wanted to learn more about these butterflies ever since he was like about my age actually or even younger and he's been wanting to do this forever so he basically basically about how he spent his entire life dedicated to finding out about this incredible journey about them and tracking all the butterflies and finding out where do they go once they migrate and where why do they go and it's about how he tracks them down on his endless mystery really and this is simply a fantastic and then while you're listening about the scientist's 
story. You learn about butterflies and how they go through so many different stages of life, from pupa all the way to butterfly, and how they are able to, um, how many scales they have their wings, which, fun fact, is actually over a million, which is crazy. And they're so tiny that they're able to have that many is just really incredible. And that's why they have such incredible details, and that really keeps you entertained. And yet, speaking about detail, was there a, a lot of detail on the on the actual, like the physical of the of the butterfly? Because yeah, it, no, it, it was very beautiful. They actually show you um, things of butterflies in like slow motion, flying and taking its first flight, as well as doing a long time period in one of those quick shots of what them when they're going in their cocoon and how they make it, and then then coming out and becoming butterflies and then it also show you an exoskeleton of them and their skeleton of their wings and everything before they came out of their cocoon and that was really cool they also did close-ups and aerial views as well and that was probably one of my favorite scenes is when they the butterfly goes and she does an amazing aerial view of this gorgeous city and you get to see so many different places and it's Amazing how she can go over skyscrapers even. And I actually had no idea that butterflies could fly that high. So at the same time of learning learning something, I got to see an incredible view. And that's why it was like, wow, you don't even know you're learning anything. And then you see that and you're like, wow. Yeah, I when I hear things about butterflies, I and butterflies and other small insects, I think that they can't fly that high because I feel like they have like small little hearts that can't that can't really do a lot. But hearing it from you, it sounds like they can go very, very, very high. Um so really quick, how many stars do you give this film? Oh my gosh, I give this film five flapping butterfly stars going across the sky. <laughs> well, I'm really glad you liked it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network, and today we are talking about Flight of the Butterflies, Future Worm from Disney XD, Gibby, and the Secret Life of Pets. So the Flight of Butterfly, just to let you guys know, is on DVD and Blu-ray, so please go check that out. We are continuing to speak with the lovely Morgan, but now we are talking about Future Worm from Disney XD. So can you tell us a little bit about this, Morgan? This film is based, or actually this TV show, sorry, is about a little boy named Danny and this worm called Future Worm. And it's basically about their event, adventures and how they love science, which is really cool. And I really like the fact that it was like that because kids really need to learn about science because China is actually kicking our butt in science. And so I like the fact that they're using uh TV shows and cartoons and movies to basically teach kids that it's okay to like science and that it's good for you to learn about science. And that was really cool. And I got to meet, um, that was just really amazing how they were able to do that. And did you learn something different from every episode or was it like a collective type thing that had one message or one thing that you learned throughout the entire? Well, to tell you the truth, it is a series um, coming out August 1st, and it's a, a half an hour TV show, and it's on Disney XD, and it's like, a, first, it's an 11-minute story, and then it's a three-minute story, and then it's a seven-minute story, and it basically goes all across this amazing adventures of this future worm and Danny, 
and it is the uh, I got to meet and with the creator and the executive producer Ryan Quincy, and it reminded me. My first thought was that it's like a South Park for kids. Turns out Ryan Quincy is actually he used to work on South Park, and that was basically his main idea was to create a South Park for kids and adults to enjoy. And I actually liked the event, and I want people to write this down. Uh, I went on it July 15th, and that is actually National Gummy Worm Day. So it was really cool because he gave us gummy worms, and they had, like, gummy worms across the floor because they just had a great gummy worm fight. And they also gave, uh, they gave me a lunchbox, and he actually signed the lunchbox and did a picture of Danny and a picture of Future Worm, which was really cool. And he signed it, and then they gave me pins about with all the different characters and a shirt and a bunch of other stuff. And and what is your what is your favorite favorite part of that event? Oh my gosh, probably meeting the executive producer and the creator because he had such a, uh, such great opinions and he could talk for hours on end, and so could I. So I was like, oh my gosh, it's somebody just like me, and I really liked that about him. Yeah, so I, I like to talk about certain things. I really like to just express my feelings and just talk, 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 talk. But, and, it, and it's really good to find someone else that talks a lot too. So it's like, whoa, we talk a lot together. We're like made to be best friends. But <laughs> And he's also very passionate about this. So he really loves his job and he really loves this film and TV show. And he like really, really loves it to see. And that's what I really like about him. And she's easygoing as well, so it was really nice being able to see somebody who's really into this. And when I was talking with him, they have like life-size um, characters of all you can of billboard and billboards and so much more. So he was like, "Oh, let me get the character," and they drag out the character and be like, "This is him," and then he, it was just so adorable. And he was making sure that we all knew what we were all talking about and we were all on the same page, which I really liked. Yeah, when they have big cardboard cutouts of the different characters in various different movies. I feel like after I see the movie, I want to take pictures with all the characters because I'm just so into what I just saw. So really quick, how many stars do you give your experience and also this, the episodes? Um, the experience is definitely a five star, or I mean five words actually that travel into the future. <laughs> and I say that the TV show is like four and a half. Because I like the aspects and everything, and I think the comedy was actually really funny as well. Well, it's it's always nice talking to you, and and I like how you ex you express how much you love the informational factor of this TV show and your experience with talking with the executive producers and, and getting all this cool stuff that I wish I could have. <laughs> well, Morgan, thank you so much for talking to us all about Future Worm from Disney XD. Well, thank you so much. You can actually, I do want to let everybody know, you can see the interview on kidsfirst.org. Um, yes. Yes, go check out her interview because she's absolutely adorable and you will love everything that comes out of her beautiful little mouth. <laughs> it's available oh. <laughs> It's available on August 1st, guys, on Disney XD, so go check it out. It seems super awesome. Let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. 
to become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year, or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i'm morgan brian birch and you and currently in sunny la and i'm 11 and a half years old and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about so many amazing things such as end game flight of the butterflies future one which is on disney xd coming out august 1st and right now we are talking about giddy Later, we will be talking about Secret Life of Pets. And right now, I am talking with Brianna, and we are talking about Giddy. So, how are you? I am doing fabulous. How are you? I am doing great. So, what did you think about the plot of Giddy? Well, the plot is basically to give you a little snippet. Um, Katie, played by Shelby Lyon, is in a slump, and she has just lost her mother, so she's going through this whole slump phase, and which I totally understand. But anyway, she is not doing the things that she usually does, and so with gymnastics right around the corner and all this other things and summer starting, she gets the opportunity to take care of her teacher's monkey called Gibby, and that's basically what the storyline is. Um, my view on the plot, I think it's pretty creative in some aspects for the most part i think it's pretty creative and very interesting so yeah now what did you think about the acting i think the acting was okay i felt like a lot of it was forced and unnatural anyway i think the acting could have been a lot better but noticing everything else that came into play i think the actor was a little bit too young um not too young that they can't act but a little bit too young for the for the roles that they were playing I have actually seen this film, and I, I actually agree with you a little bit. It was missing a little something. Other than that, it was actually really quite good. And But what did you think of this monkey, Crystal? I have actually had the pleasure of meeting her, and what did you think? She is absolutely adorable. She is, in my mind, about this film, she was the absolutely most... I loved her so much because she was so energetic and she was so... It, it's crazy to me how they can train a monkey to have human expressions and to and to act in, in a human way and to do all these different things and to interact with humans with so so much ease and, and, and different, different ways and different possibilities. So I absolutely loved her. As you said, um, Gibby is played by Crystal the monkey and she's in a numerous different amounts of movies and i'm so glad that you got to meet her but yeah she she was the absolutely favorite in this movie 
Yeah, she actually sat on my shoulder, and she is so cute. And you know what? She is actually very small, and she is just hysterical. Tell you the truth, none of that was fake. She does, I bet she really does think she is a human. She even has a secret little boyfriend off camera that nobody knows about, and it is hysterical. And the two of them talk to each other, and they sit, and they, I think they're actually going to win cutest couple in the monkey book someday. <laughs> and what what do you think the, the genre of this film was? Like, was it a comedy? Was it a drama? Was it a mix? Uh, I could feel them trying for both comedy and drama, a little bit of adventure when, when Gibby runs off and does various things, but mainly I think it was aiming towards comedy and drama. So a dramedy? Yes, a dramedy. <laughs> I do understand that completely. Was there anything that you learned that you didn't, like, already know about this, um, monkey or this film or anything, or, like, did you learn something new about the actors, or... Um, well, I was actually in gymnastics when I was very, very little, and that's a little bit uh, a piece of the plot line in this film. I learned gymnastics when I was, I think, two or three. I quit because I, de I decided that I didn't want to do it anymore after a little accident. But I definitely understand where they're coming from, so I got a little... I didn't learn anything about gymnastics, and I don't think even if I didn't know anything about gymnastics, I would learn something from this film. It was kind of like a side thing that they, that they crushed on. They were like, okay, this is something else in her life that she needs to deal with. But I didn't learn anything from gymnastics, but that's probably because I already knew gymnastics. And I learned a little bit about monkeys. I, I can't remember quite because it was very detailed, but at the beginning of the film, the, this guy is talking about that certain type of monkey and what they do and, and things like that. Well, that is actually really amazing. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about so many different things that are simply amazing, such as Endgame, Flight of the Butterflies, Future Home on Disney XD, Diddy, and Secret Life of Pets. Right now, I am talking to Brianna about Diddy. Did you think that it needed more gymnastics, or do you want to add anything to it, or like, what would you change? Um, I felt like the gymnastics and the whole ordeal with the gymnastics was kind of unneeded, but I, I mean, I say that it's unneeded, but then I also think, okay, I understand why they put it in there because I find that when people lose someone that's very close to them in their life, they, they draw away from other people and they're like, Hey, I just want to be in my own little bubble. And I think they want to accentuate that by putting the gymnastics in there, but I don't know. I feel like it's not it's not really needed, but I understand why they put it in there. I know. They needed more of it, really. That, it was just a bit weird. Now, yeah. what do you think of the scenery? The scenery, I didn't, um, I didn't actually notice anything that particularly stood out to me, but I remember at the beginning scenes when they had the street that she lived on and it looked very calm and very peaceful, which I guess kind of set the tone for how she's feeling and how her and her father's life is. It's very calm and neutral, how it, I guess, should be in a family home. I'm not really sure. And also when her friends rode the bikes ultimately and when they explored the neighborhood for looking for Gibby, I got a little bit of a sense about the neighborhood and it's very calm and very peaceful and things like that. Now, I actually have a fun fact. This set, that was actually all filmed on the set of Desperate Housewives. Interesting. So all those houses you see, if you ever watch any Desperate Housewives, keep a lookout because those are the same houses. So that was, like, really fun and cool. Mm -hmm. 
Now, what would you say that your favorite scene is? Um, I don't actually have a favorite scene. I thought and I sat down and I really tried to think of a favorite scene, but I actually couldn't because not any of the scenes stood out to me or or went above and beyond my expectations. But I guess a scene that I really liked, not to say that it's my favorite, but a scene that I really liked was when the main character, Katie, is is kind of contemplating, should I go into gymnastics or should I not go into gymnastics? It's very short and it's very, it, it's, it, I think it's towards the beginning. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't want to go into gymnastics this year because of my mom and, and all of that. And I don't want to do it. And her friends are like, no, we need you and things like that. So I like that scene because it kind of shows her struggle and shows that, I can't do anything right now, but she should. And I, I don't know. I like the controversy with that. Yeah, that, I can only, I think that I can actually see that. My favorite scene is probably the birthday scene, though, because cameo appearance. Can you say that? <laughs> uh, did, did you see me? I did not. I, I'm so sorry. Oh, well, it was in the birthday party scene. Oh, oh, wait, wait. And you were the little girl with um, the, the mom and the dad kind of like hit the. Yes. Got you. Yes. Okay. I remember now. And that was actually really fun. That's <laughs> how I know all these interesting facts. And who's your favorite character? My favorite character, uh, kind of referencing to earlier minutes, was Gibby. I loved her so much. She she added a lively feel to the film. She she put herself out there. She made I think that she made the the humans a little bit more comfortable as well. So she was comfortable and they were comfortable. And I really just felt that any scene with her in it being like the main character of that scene, she really made it easy and it was so cute. She's so adorable. And when she went to sleep, I was like, I love you. And now I want a monkey. So she would have to be my favorite character. Well, these are a little divas, I will say. <laughs> and Crystal is actually not a hugger, but she does give her high fives, but she's hysterical. I definitely agree. Giddy is absolutely my favorite character. I absolutely love her. Crystal did a great job of portraying this character, and you know what? She didn't even really have to do anything. She was just so cute. <laughs> what do you think the age range for this would probably be? The age range, I would say, is 6 to 12, because it did seem like it was for younger ages. Um, that's probably why I didn't enjoy it as much as I would have if I was as young as six to 12 year olds but I think anywhere younger than that I don't think they would understand because there are a lot of not a lot a lot but there are a lot of different things in this film from her mom dying and from gymnastics and from the mean girls at school and from trying to do this paper to get Gibby and and wanting her to come back and and finding Gibby there's a lot of things and I think if you're under six you won't really catch all of those things but yeah and how many stars would you get this I give this film three out of five stars, which is kind of a range where it's like, okay, it wasn't really good. It wasn't really bad. But I I really liked the, I, the scenery and the music and, and things like that. And I loved Gibby. So, but I didn't really like the acting and I, and I felt like the ending was completely cheesy, but I will not tell you the ending. Well, let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Burke and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. 
We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back i'm brianna hope beaton and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we just finished speaking about gibby and today we have talked about endgame flight of the butterflies future worm from disney xd like i said gibby and now we are going to talk about secret life of pets so right now we are speaking with 14-year-old Kendall from L.A. about Secret Life of Pets. So, Kendall, what are your initial thoughts about this film? I thought this film was really great, and it was really funny as well, and I really enjoyed it, and it was just a fun movie to watch. Now, I, I haven't seen this film, unfortunately, because I think that my parents, because it, it, it is a PG film, and my parents are like, no, we don't want to see like animation with pets and animals and stuff, because my parents are weirdos that don't want to see awesome films. <laughs> so, um, speaking about animation, did you like the animation? Because ju- I just wanted to say that animation has come so far, from little cartoons to looking so lifelike, you don't know if it's animation or not. So, how did you like the animation? I really enjoyed the animation, and the animation really drew you in even more along with the plot, with the story. And yes, I agree with you that animation has come a long way because now in this film, it looks more realistic as well. And I really enjoyed that, and he was able to relate because it also had the sun. Because in this movie, the the dogs are located in New York, so there was a lot of similarities, and it really related to the actual city, New York, and I really like that. Yeah, sometimes I see movies, and some of them will be placed in Florida, and a handful of them will actually be filmed in Florida, and I know... Not everywhere because I, I don't I don't live in every spot in Florida, but they it was in the Orlando area and I know that very well because I travel there often and they were filming it. I was like, that is not Orlando. Like it was, but they cleaned it up and it was it was all clean and nice and tidy. And I was like, that's not Orlando. It wouldn't look like that. So I get a little bit of pride knowing that I know I know the city so well and I know that they're not doing it right, but it, it gives me a little bit of pride anyway. So I'm glad that that this film was, it sounds like, authentic to New York. Does this film make you wonder? I mean, I know that they're obviously not going to do this, like your pets, but if you, do you have pets, Kendall? 
No, sadly, I don't. <laughs> well, if you had a pet, do you think that this is any in any way realistic, even to a little bit? Well, yes, some of the things that the pets did, I do think some pets in real life would actually do. But in the movie, the pets really were adventurous and stuff like that. So there there are certain things I you would obviously know, like, okay, a dog in real life wouldn't actually do that. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes, though, I wish I could see a movie and it's like, even though it's completely outrageous, I want to believe it. Like, yeah, that would totally happen. But I I know that it won't. It looks like there's a lot of comedy just from seeing the trailer. It looks like it's very funny. So how did you like the comedy and did it make you laugh as much as you thought you were going to laugh? This movie was actually one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And I was actually not expecting to laugh as much as I did. And I really like that because, you know, it kept you on the edge of your seat wanting more. And it kept giving you more. Every, in every scene, there was at least something to laugh about. And it kept you smiling the entire time. It was just a really fun and happy movie to watch. It was great. See, and that's interesting because a lot of the times I find that animations for younger audiences, and and I don't really know if this is for younger audiences, but it could be for teenagers, and I will find that out from you in a second, but I think that animations for younger audiences aren't as funny. Like, they try to be funny, but it's really only the comedy that really young kids would, would laugh at, so it sounds like anyone can laugh, and it would be very humorous to see. Now, I know there are scenes that you enjoyed, and it looks like I would enjoy most or not, if not all of these scenes. Do you have a favorite? Well, it's kind of hard because I have several favorites, but one of them is when Gidget, she's looking for her crush, Max, who is one of the main characters of the story, and she is trying to interrogate a stray cat, but she's getting so frustrated with the cat. And then she starts to beat him up. And she's a little, small, little, fluffy, cute little dog. And he's a kind of, like, scary, stray cat. And then she starts slapping him silly and yelling at the cat and saying, don't look at him, look at me, no one's going to save you. It was truly hilarious. And you have to watch that. It was one of my favorite scenes. I it's, It sounds like, I mean, hearing it from you, it sounds like you really like it, but it also sounds a little bit confusing. So I guess I will have to watch it because I kind of uh-uh. have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> because I haven't Sorry. seen the film. So it's not, it sounds a little bit confusing. But when I see the film, eventually, I will definitely look out for that part. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice Market Kids Network. And today we have talked about Endgame and the Flight of Butterflies and Future Worm from Disney XD Gibby. And right now we are talking about Secret Life of Pets. So right now let's continue speaking with the lovely Kendall about Secret Life of Pets. And we were just talking about how she liked this movie and different things about it and her favorite scene and that you guys should definitely check this movie out. So this film has a variety of actors. So how did you like the voiceover? I really like the voiceovers because each voice really fit each character and the look in the voice went hand in hand and it matched really well. And I'm happy with the casting choices and it just really brought the movie together. And if you could, if you had the power to add an, your own actor or actress that you really liked into this film, 
who would you add and and what character would they play um it's kind of a hard question because they the characters and the voices match so well that i wouldn't really want to change anything but um if i honestly had to choose i would probably um say add the rock as one of the characters and he would play one of max's friends as one of the tiny wiener dogs <laughs> i think that would be really funny <laughs> yeah and he is playing a character in Mona, and so he's going into the whole voiceover. So hearing him doing that, I guess it, it sounds like he would definitely work, and it would definitely be funny, because when anyone ever thinks of The Rock, it's just, I think it brings a smile to their face, not necessarily because he's so knee-slapping funny, but it's just, it, it sounds like he's a really good guy, and he's very funny, and he's very um, muscular. <laughs> so how many stars do you give this film? I give this film five out of five shining stars. <laughs> and what age range do you give this film? Because I know that earlier I said that I don't know if it if it would be a, a kids movie or would have been a, a teenager movie or or is it for the whole family? Actually, I recommend it for the entire family because there is something for everyone to enjoy. So I watched it with my dad and he was cracking up the entire time. So I think everyone in the family will enjoy it and have something special in there for just for them too yeah i don't really know how to classify family movies because i mean this is kind of off topic but i always see a film and they're like is it fam like can family see it i'm like i don't know like go take your family to it and if they like it okay it's a family movie but <laughs> i i just wanted to say that because when i ask people is it a family movie they're just like yeah i'm like how do you know that like i don't really understand but <laughs> Anyway, it's not, it looks like there's a lot of characters in this film. And with sometimes with a lot of characters, it gets jumbled and it gets confusing. So do you think it was confusing with the large amount of characters in this film? No, I don't think it was confusing because they would have certain scenes with just a certain amount of people. And, and it was kind of calm and like everyone respected each other and didn't like, you know, talk over each other. So it wasn't really confusing to hear who was speaking or whatever, but it was, it, it actually was really great. And it wasn't that bad when, with that many people in the cast. Yeah. I, um, I saw Captain America civil war and that had a lot of people in it. And I was a bit confused. That's mainly the reason why I asked because sometimes a lot of people, it's a lot of confusion. So how about the soundtrack? The soundtrack was great. It also really fit, the movie and like I said it, it also brought everything together everything in this film just brought it together so nicely it just really worked together and it was just so awesome <laughs> I find that for me personally I don't know if it's for you as well but I find that for me personally with animation I notice and appreciate the score and the soundtrack more I like I notice it and I and I understand it a little bit more with with animation. I don't really know why, but I find that that's how my brain works. <laughs> so, well, Kendall, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Secret Life of Pets. Thank you for having me. It's in theaters now, guys, so please check it out. I want to check it out as soon as my parents decide that they want to take me to the film. But anyway, let's thank 
so much for joining with us today. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Please be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Please be sure to check out our blog on the teen section of Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.